Hello and welcome to the Salagast on Sunday the 16th of July 2017. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Slightly warm even though it doesn't look like it should be. And Robert Kemp. House, house, na na na, house, okay. house. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's like cloudy <laughs> and close, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's close. It's like, like close and regular, but with like humidity. <laughs> you never heard that phrase. The word. I can't say I have, though. We use. Have you heard that, Zach? Yep. Yeah. Close. Yeah, it's just like hum- humid, I guess. Hmm. Uh, I don't know where that would have. The etymology of that is. <laughs> is it to describe it's the, time for the etymology flexed in this podcast, as <laughs> we- usual? Yeah, the weather yeah. is it's- close to us. <laughs> Is it like? Is it like the the? I don't know. Maybe the the representation of sweaty awkwardness you might get if you stood too close to someone for a while. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Like, yeah, because like, it's not like oh, when the weather when... feels really close. It feels it feels yeah. a little. Or maybe it's literally like the weather is close. Like it's like clouds are on top of you it's because of the moisture is coming down towards the ground. Okay. I guess. Yeah. But you don't say when it's really fresh and and windy and and sunny day. You don't say, oh, it's so far. <laughs> the weather's so far. <laughs> it feels it feels really. Miles away. <laughs> it seems <laughs> I can't even see the weather. The weather is a dot to you. It's it's fresher inside than it is outside. Well, it's here anyway. I don't know. I was out in the park and it's like, hmm, this feels stuffy. This is weird. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been plagued with trying to run in this the last couple of weeks yeah, because it's good. just been like this for a couple of weeks hasn't it really it's like well, it's not really gone away it's been some better moments but yeah but yeah it's particularly heavy at the moment and yeah it was heavy yesterday morning and heavy day the friday night before heavy day yeah heavy running so it's no fun no it's no good for running that's for sure might be the... although it, it, mm. but the, cause I, I think it's like the humidity I know it's just summer generally, but especially when it's more humid, it seems to be the likelihood of me getting bitten increases. Hmm. And uh, so at the moment, it's every time I go outside and have a run and get sweat. Actually, no, it's, it's entirely just my sweat, isn't it? That's what it is. Like, yeah. Bugs love my sweat. Although I actually well, did get bit, did get bitten on Saturday morning before I'd even started running. So that's 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 not good. No, that's definitely not good. What is it about? Do you think sweat attracts them? But you'd think like a wet. And maybe it's just like a wet surface is better, but you think if you were actually like covered in sweat, that would not be good for bugs trying to. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it, but maybe it's it good. Do they just like saltiness? Yeah, maybe they like the so sweat they, itself. They just love that. Because when it's humid, you do, it just can't evaporate, right? That's the or as yeah, fast. Yeah. So it just pools basically, and you don't cool down using your <laughs> body's mechanism for cooling. I hate sweat. I wish I didn't sweat as much as I do. It's like it's, it's, my, it's my fatal physical flaw. Well, sweat, sweat would be good when you were running and it was like fresh or whatever, because it would cool you down. Yeah, I guess. And but, but yeah, and hopefully it would evaporate fast enough that you wouldn't be like dripping. That's the idea. Yeah. So to, to the point where it, the thing about running, right, is when you're running, you get just enough in your breeze, uh, breeze in your face, to be, to to for it not to become a problem to your eyes. Yeah. It's like the moment you stop, you suddenly just get like a waterfall full of horridness just come down between the gap between my eyes and my glasses. And just... <laughs> a waterfall of horridness. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay, now I'm blind and my eyes sting. Wear a sweatband. And I have seriously considered doing that. 
end up looking like a tennis player. Yeah. You know. Does that work? Okay. Oh, cool. I guess it does. Well, that's what they're for, isn't it? Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They're not just for looking dumb. They're for actual purpose as well. <laughs> well. Yeah, they're basically just a ring of towel, aren't they? So. <laughs> I mean, you could try the sweatband on your arm that you then wipe across your face tactic, which doesn't true. look as stupid. But then that, but the, but then you have to actually like you still have to mop your brow. Yeah, you do. I don't, I don't want the hassle of that. <laughs> Automatic. Well, passive. Not. Yeah. Then you have to break your stride in order to move it on in a weird way. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. like drinking while running does. That's impossible. That's annoying. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, in tennis you can stop every two seconds and mm. bounce balls around. As they do. New balls. You've been watching any Wimblebone? I haven't, actually. I've watched <laughs> Not... a, lot, a lot less than I normally do. Yeah. I haven't been that interested. Right. It's not just because uh, I, I take it we're not doing very well or whatever. Did, uh, we did, did okay. You know, Joanna Conta got further than most late, our ladies do. Oh, that's cool. Um, um, I think she was first woman to reach the semis, like, first British woman to reach the semis in oh, like shit, 40 that's years good. or something. Yeah. So, Damn, I should have watched that. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, no, she, she, she's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and, and Murray wasn't on form because he was a bit injured. So yeah, it was, yeah. Not not his fault this year. But... Not his fault. Stuff just happens. But yeah, I don't know. I, just, I think I've just not really had that much of a convenient time to do so. Like it, it's shown at a pretty convenient time on telly, right? Like eight thirty to nine thirty is like a mm. or eight to nine. It drifted around a bit. Yeah, it's like actually a pretty prime good time. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good time to have it on, and you can. Uh, and the show is quite is always quite well made, and they round things up quite nicely. Yeah, it's it's, it's a well put together thing. And, uh, um, but like, cause I've been working away a lot these last two weeks, the two weeks that Wimbledon is on mm. just, yeah, the time to actually watch it has gone and it's, it's a bit of a bugger. Cause I, I do quite enjoy Wimbledon. It's like, it's not like I follow tennis, but actually kind of watching tennis is, is quite relaxing. Yeah. I quite like it. I don't watch it any other time. It's like golf. Yeah. I only, I only really watch when the masters is on. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so it's and, like and you've, got oh, some, the... you've got the Dave Brubeck button to hand. <laughs> I don't remember how that was associated with the Masters. Really? We were we no, were at your house. Yeah, we were in Dad's room we watching what? TV. Yeah, on little tiny ass TV on, the, yeah, on the little Sony thing, and the yeah, Masters yeah, was on. Yeah, and uh, every time the ball was hit. We'd press play on Winamp, oh, right. and, and have Dave Rubeck start playing. The moment the ball stopped, we'd just stop it. I mean, that was basically the golf equivalent of the tag music. Yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> I don't remember which came first. Probably the golf one. Yeah, golf. I think came first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and I, and I think that may have predated "Y'all Gonna Make Me Lose My Mind" from <laughs> 2003, probably. Yeah. Oh, Boone hit before DMX took over gold. X Gong Gimity. Whoever made that decision in, in EA Sports to put that track the, on the, as the That was track. definitely the most hardcore year, though. That was awesome. Like, that, it was just weird because it suddenly. That, that was like the start of Tiger Woods being a, like the big 
souped up. But well, that was the most hardcore year. And after that, it was like, oh, let's tone it down just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they realised they had pretty because that was like the second year of that form of Tiger Woods game, right? With that style of, it was like the, when they first, that was the year they realised they had got cottoned on to something with like the, that control making it, scheme, making it cool. Yeah, because yeah. Tiger Woods was cool at the time. Yeah, and EA tracks had started to become a thing in general, yeah. so they doubled down on that and yeah, made made hip hop golf. But then it had like some like I don't know like American new metal in that soundtrack as well. It was uh, yes, it was quite fucked. Yeah, <laughs> in a weird way, it's a pretty great soundtrack. Yep. It's just in a golf game. <laughs> That's so weird. Was, oh yeah, that was that was bonkers. It's all gone down downhill from there, right? It's not like there are any good golf games anymore, right? Well, not since, like two years ago, I guess, where it all went horribly wrong. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I'm not 100% convinced they're actually any worse, but they're just that game. I think the first Rory McIlroy one was pretty bad. Oh, really? <laughs> Supposedly. Mm. I don't really know how. How could you mess it up? Yeah, that like, is the question. It's like, what did they do to actually screw up golf? It should just be like driving games. You should only, it should only just get prettier and that's it. Because functionally, yeah. it's just golf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's not what happens with driving games even, is it? Like the way they feel seems to be drastically different. Well, there is not within a series usually. Well, in a way, Forza usually. hasn't really changed much in That's terms true. of handling. Over not the since the last six or seven. No, arguably not since two. No, but then, but then Forza's nuance is in the fact that every car feels different. Yeah. So, like, it has. It's not that Forza feels different. It's that the cars you drive feel different, and which is how it's supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, theoretically, that should still just be an engine at some point. Theoretically, you should just be able to input, like, stats of a car and it should just automatically handle right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, presumably, that's, you know, they write their engine well enough. That's where they've got to. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of had that almost since day one in Forza, so it's, it hasn't been too much for them. But, yeah, golf, like, I, I don't know. What do you really do to change the feel? Like, you just change tweak how much the ball goes off like if you like, screw up your like left stick swing well you can or... tweak the mechanics sometimes depends how fancy you want to be because it's, it's basically like the skateboarding situation where it's like you yeah. could theoretically do some crazy shit with golf if you wanted like some kind of weird dual stick swinging system where you have to like alternate fingers or something <laughs> Who knows? On the, on the, well that that yeah, that, that, I mean, that could be an interesting way of doing spin, right? Yeah. Like, what if you had to swing straight with the what left, if, like, the left and plan your spin on the right stick yeah, in a similar way? Yeah, what if the left way? stick was just for, like, the physical act of swinging, and the right stick was, like, you could tilt the stick very slightly to, like, angle the club head, essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that could be quite cool. Because yeah, then, because cool. actually it gets weird of, I mean... The, the 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 whole spinning in the air thing was a way of keeping, I guess, the game being active, right? Yeah. But it's also the dumbest thing in that in those games. Well, not really. I mean, the fact that you could change it at the last possible second was maybe dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but then, but, yeah, I guess, I guess, but I guess that that should have been optional, right? They should have made it so like you can set your spin before you go, like so you're playing it properly rather than adjusting in the air or. Um, I don't know. Are they just trying to simulate golfers shouting "get down"? Is that what it is? Or like, and they, they really do influence the ball with their grunts and awkward looks against the windy backdrop. Windy. <laughs> Should let you come to the end of that sentence. 
Tiger shot. And they also took that out. So, you know. <laughs> that was really ever in it. That was like tiger a one off. That was like the first Tiger Woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and that was like. Yeah. But it was the that was the funniest thing because if you played as Tiger Woods, it was it was, it was still a tri-click game at yeah. that point. And uh, but if you played as Tiger Woods and you did, it had the overpower thing on the on the on the tri-click thing, so it would have a hundred percent, but it would go up to like hundred and twenty. If you played as Tiger Woods, the overcharge bar would turn Tiger Stripes. Yeah, naturally. Like when when you went over it, and uh, yeah, and if you landed a perfect one, it just shouted Tiger Shot. What what would they have for like Rory McIlroy? What would it would it just put like like Paisley on there instead, <laughs> and then be like McIlroy shot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a terrible attempt at any kind of accent. It wasn't supposed to be an accent. It's just like it's just how would you say it? Like like McIlroy shot, <laughs> Rory shot. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Well, that's really what they should have done if they wanted to, like, Faldo. If they wanted to move away from Tiger in a more smooth fashion, they should have started having, like, all the famous golfers have special abilities that were related to their actual skills. I guess. Play as Phil Mickelson and have the best recovery shots ever because you can't fail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, and and, uh, this just in, he's activated the pin hunter. Is now on fire. Well, that should be one of the, like, like that should literally like, be in like his ability where you push a button and then like it just does a physics calculation where it's just like okay if you just hit it straight at this tree it will casually shoot off sideways directly onto the green. <laughs> yes, Garcia has activated pinball mode. We should now see something spectacular. Oh, he's uh, hit it off a pigeon. Yeah, that, that's a little bit like uh, in Peggle, isn't it? Where you have like like, like with the, the owl, wasn't it? That 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 like did a cyclic oh, shot or whatever. Yeah, it sort of would adjust. You'd aim it roughly where you wanted it to go, and it would go. Yeah, I'm just going to tweak that into something yeah. better. Yeah, it'll score more points this way. Oh my god, I've seen a precursor of later. The Pizza Hut people are already on the street. <laughs> that's not going to help us. We've got two hours to get back to Pizza Hut. Oh my god. You're already they skipping know. forward to the pizza. They know. They know. It's because I haven't really eaten today. It's like pizza's on my mind. Since you like... did eat a sandwich like yeah. not long before the start of this podcast. Yeah, I did, but I'm still pretty goddamn <laughs> hungry. <laughs> so, strange leg, I suppose. Not really between the sports, but we already talked about it. But yeah, that, those thumb-flicking action of Tiger Woods is making me think, oh, I want to play skate. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of the control schemes because EA was all about that for a while. That whole flick action, though, wasn't it? Yeah, they it was made, good. They made Fight Night uh, flicky punches. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, um, it was a good um, idea, which, which kind of worked. Yeah, um, and I think they also made NHL flicky stick action at one I point. I think they did. Maybe yeah. FIFA, even no, I don't know. I think they may have tried that with FIFA as a Couldn't control really option, and I think yeah. it might still exist. But it's yeah, everyone plays with buttons, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it worked pretty nicely in, in Skate, the Ollie, and and then doing tricks off that using the... Because mm. the, 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 the interesting thing with Skate is it made doing those things the skill. Yeah. Right? There was something about um, you having to be precise on a analog in an analog field of movement was how you had to actually do the trick that it was asking you to do. Yeah. And it's uh, there, there was definitely a skill to that, which I... I 
I never really got the hang of them, Sennus. No, it was I quite hard to do. But I could appreciate why they put that in the game. It makes yeah. it sort of make sense for what they were going for. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I had quite a lot of fun in just in the demo of Skate, just doing street tricks. Yeah, the Skate yeah. demo was pretty good on its own. The older days of demos. Yeah, I think that was like a time useful. demo as well. It was a time limit in the level. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like the Nintendo time demos where it's just like this right. demo is going to stop working after two days. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or you could or you can yeah. boot it for ten ten times. <laughs> yeah, or you can boot it for ten attempts. Yeah. And then never use it again. Man, the number of number of demos we used to just manage to never play the full version of. I mean the classic one was uh, uh Shadows of the Empire where they put the best level in the game in the yeah, demo. Yeah. There was no need to play the rest of it. And also, like, because I think a lot of 3DFX cards had that demo bundled with it. Yeah. Oh, really? So that, you know, it, like, like you could play a better version of that. What else had a ridiculous demo that you ended up just playing? I think we no, played I, the Commander Conquer demo quite a lot. That had, like, three levels in it. Yeah. And I know we, we played the Screamer 2 demo a lot before we actually bought Screamer 2. That's true. We would like that. That's because you know it was a pretty good racing game, and like basically you got a whole seventh of the game if you just by having that one track. There was that mysterious time on Steam where I played the uh, the Penny, first Penny Arcade game demo, and it didn't stop, so it just let me play the whole game. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, the restriction didn't kick in. And it's just like oh, the whole game's here. Let's what, just carry the, on. The rain slick precipice of darkness. Yeah, yeah, the first one before they really made it into a completely different game. Well, yeah, the first two were. First two. Yeah, I haven't heard much about Penny Arcade lately. I guess they're still. They're still going. Still going. It's still occasionally funny. <laughs> yeah, less so than maybe it used to be. I guess so because it's sort of well trodden, well trodden ground now. I guess and yeah. uh, well, except it's not even talking about the same thing any longer. That's maybe the problem. I guess not. It's not about video games any longer. Well, <laughs> really, it, it, it isn't. It isn't. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. And it's. Uh, Do you uh, still read it, Zach? Mostly, I, I check in every now and then as well. What and about then, the TV a, a that you used to do? Well, they they stopped that. The PA TV stopped well, being a thing. They sort of. They keep sort of doing other things that should be that, but they just keep rebranding it. Like now they do streaming a bunch, yeah, and that's not really under the PATV banner. It's just like, oh, we we just stream sometimes. And they also did that thing for a while where they did the first fifteen minutes of a game, which they totally they're equivalent of a quick look, which basically. they totally nicked off game trailers, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But like they. You know, that seems to have petered out. They even called it the same goddamn thing. Like, Game (laughs) Trailers called it first 15. And it's like. And then, like, so, I mean, they. The main part of the PATV thing was the actual series of, like, the tour of their offices and stuff, like the day to day operations. And that was like, after you've done that, that's it. You're just done, I guess. (laughs) But then Strip Search was so cool. Yeah. And they have occasionally mentioned that they might possibly theoretically want to do another one. Oh, I'd love for that to come back. I guess they could only hire so many people, right? So they couldn't keep doing it. Well, sure. It's like like any reality TV thing, apart from it's like, it's more like MasterChef or whatever. There's only so many chefs of that quality. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there's only so many cartoonists 
well, that it, quality that you can thing, bring in. Even if they weren't hiring the person that won, they could have still ran it right and just had a prize. Sure, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. And to be honest, like the person who did one, it's like it wasn't exactly hiring. It's like, come and work at our office, and we'll give you this office space, right. kind of, <laughs> and collaborate with you a bit. We'll make you part of the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's Penny Arcade as Penny Arcade, right? She's not like running packs or something ridiculous. Not exactly, no. no, it's just still that was a fun show. That was. I still occasionally listen to the podcasts where they where it's the creation process for the scripts because sometimes those are funnier than oh, the scripts that they make. Yeah, <laughs> that, when, when, yeah. When do you remember? When, well, when when they did the um, what do you call it? The little videos of the edited, the edited versions of them coming up with the strips, right? Whether it's just them in the room, yeah. But you know those videos. Were that really was the good. old Penny Arcade TV stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. the stuff I used to watch. Yeah, that stuff was pretty good. So yeah, there's still a thing. I read a lot of commit strip these days as as a web comic of choice, like cause it's sort of very developer <laughs> because it's something you oh, really? know. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's often often featured in the code project uh, daily emails, and oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite on the money a lot. Why of is the time. it Microsofty then? Uh, no, it's all over the place. Oh, like, yeah. uh, you know, web frameworky jokes. Uh, right. You know, I just go for that. I am I I am developer. Twitter account. That's my main source right, of yeah. programmer humor. Dev <laughs> Although he seems to be quite web focused, so that, that it's mostly jokes about about how you spend all day configuring Webpack, which resonate with me. <laughs> web comics. That's still a thing. Yeah, I, all I, I read I now, I are, all I read now are dinosaur comics and um, yeah. and web comic name. You know the meta one where it's like, oh, oh yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I I guess the ones I used to be most interested in sort of just fell off anyway. Like mm. you know, VG cats used to be my thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he, he just like sort of once every two years or something. Yeah. Guess he just ran out of inspiration. Ran out of effort, more like. <laughs> you probably got a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Webcamics is a difficult business. <laughs> yep, definitely. Webcamics. I saw that. Speaking of comics, I saw that. Saw that Spider Man. Ah, uh, me too. I'll be happy for that to be done so that I can stop getting adverts about it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually seen that many ads myself. Like, it, haven't, it hasn't crossed my path. No, I haven't. The annoying one for me has been the stupid fucking Dell advert for the laptop. Because those, those are always the worst. Oh, Whereas, that, like, that ad see really... this laptop in the movie but, for, like, two seconds, maybe. But that ad is especially... I have seen that one, and that is especially weird because <laughs> they have to do a shout-out to Spider-Man, yet the graphics they show are freaking Killer Instinct. Yeah, I was, I didn't, I was like, I recognise that, don't I? And then I, when I saw it again, I was like, oh, yeah, that says Killer Instinct at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they don't have to do like a like a Windows shout out either, or any kind of like branding really. There, they're like it's a little copyright notice, and it's like you're a Spider Man, killer. Yeah, that was strange. It's a, and it's a very annoying effort. Yeah, it's not it's not a good ad. But the film's all right. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like way better than those Sony ones. Yeah, it <laughs> was pretty. It's pretty good. I really liked it. 
than the amazing ones anyway. I didn't like the amazing ones. I like the originals, but the even three, I only, I only like I I'm the one that I'm the one that likes three, so shut your face. I didn't but like yeah. the first one. The oh, first, first one's really good. With Toby Maguire. I think it's dumb. I like two oh. because it was like quite seemed quite self aware. My favourite bit in two is when um, Aunt May is like, you know, there's a hero in all of us. <laughs> like, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. I it's like, it's like I, I, I do know. I just can't uh, tell you that I know. I definitely know. <laughs> and I liked all the kind of meta stuff with the, with the Spider-Man theme being sung by the crazy busker oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty classy. Yeah, that stuff was quite good. And Doc Ock is the best Spider-Man villain, obviously. Um, Doc, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Doctor Ock. Or well, basically, how many other ones do you actually? Yeah, know? Well, it's like Vulture I'm, is one of them for him. That's yeah. one in this one, and that I'm is the first Goblin. one. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Mysterio. Mysterio yeah. yeah. There's a whole bunch. Electro. They they did Electro, didn't they? Obviously, there's yeah. the whole Venom thing. Sandman. They did that. Sandman. They did all of that in in one film, but it was <laughs> yeah. it was insane. That's also quite bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bad. I'm not a fan of three. Anyway. Oh, I find I think three's hilarious. Anyway, this layers one. It, it doesn't structurally hold together as a as a no no. But it's a sort of Pirates of the Caribbean effect. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe, but, it, but it's but it's still really entertaining, is the thing. No matter I mean, how you look at it, it's like it's a fairly poorly constructed film from an objective point of view. It's, I mean, I, the main strength of three is that it's it. totally nuts. Like the whole insane, yeah. like emo phase and the like dancing scene oh, and I everything. Love, I love that so whole bit. Stupid. I love that whole bit. <laughs> that it's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, that, <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's the only good thing about it is that it's bad in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely that. But yeah, I, I, I love it for that. It's like it doesn't. It the, the film doesn't care. No, and obviously, I love, and, and I love that. Um, anyway. Yeah, so there's this one. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I thought this one, you know, wasn't as good as those heights, not even close. But it's, oh, um, I don't know. I think it might. But be it's still the best one for me. Maybe it might be one of the best objectively, like you know, in the sense of traditional filmmaking. Right? It has, it follows a sensible arc. It has a sensible finish. But I think that's kind of my problem with it, in that it feels a bit sensible. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't take a great deal of great many risks in terms of making a film. I think well, it I takes a number did. of risks. I, mean, I think it ways. takes risks in terms of the characterization of Spider-Man in the sense that it's nothing like yeah. any form of Spider-Man before, really. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's really interesting. I mean, it. it, it but some ways, but it's, it's more like the comic Spider-Man. I would say. In some ways, yeah, but then Amazing Spider-Man is, was was supposed to be fairly close to the comics in many ways as well. Yeah, other know. than Garfield. But <laughs> other than Spider-Man himself, actually, I don't, have, yeah. I don't have a problem with Andrew Garfield. I think they were just no, 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 no. Well, the characterization of Peter Parker was just bad. Like, it's not, yeah, yeah, didn't didn't really work. Um, whereas you know this one works, and they change just enough. They have they have they have enough twists and enough weird variants on it that makes it conceptually interesting. But as the flow of a of a film. It's kind of predictable, if you know what I mean. It's like I don't even think they do the jokes at that as strong as they are elsewhere in Marvel. I don't think they do. Really, the, this was like yeah. the, this was like the most pure comedy Marvel I film think, I've seen, even more than Guardians. I of the think Galaxy. Were, it's a comedy I film. Were, I, apart from Guardians, I would argue it has more joke, not better joke. Right. 
if you know what I mean. Okay. It's a quantity over quality thing with that with, with this one, right. um, with the exception that Garden Guardians obviously gets both of those. They get it gets more better jokes. Um, so it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There was something like it didn't feel like quite as you know the whole Spidey um, talk back thing. The whole um, I don't know how would you describe that his sort of yeah his banter. I suppose yeah. didn't feel quite on point. He's always had um, that. Well, I mean, he's meant to. I mean, he's, he's had it, and it's been cheesy, yeah. but it didn't feel quite so. I mean, in the comic, yeah, that's his part. Yeah, of his character, it, isn't it? Wise cracking. That's what they used to call it. Wise cracking. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it felt less witty than I think even it has been in the previous versions of Spidey. You know, the previous things we've seen. It's like you know, it's clearly. I, I mean, I'm hoping they'll portray it as he'll grow into that. In that his current well, that's view the whole is, thing, is, isn't it? It's yeah. I, I'm I'm hoping that, that that's the idea behind this, right? That his current level of wise crackiness is millennial, and that he'll eventually turn into actually, you know what? I'm Iron Man, good at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think their their I think their overall strategy is that Spider Man will, I Robert Downey Jr. will retire from these movies, and Spider Man yeah. will be the leader of the Avengers in like five five lots of films time probably like it's going to take a while oh, to yeah, develop yeah, no, his character because right now and, he's like useless <laughs> not useless young. but yeah exactly <laughs> but that's the idea i guess that's what they're playing it like super long because they're super confident now and no one's really but, done this like i'm trying to think of a film where they had enough uh confidence that they could develop over a long arc and the only ones are like harry potter because you know that there are yeah, seven yeah. films to come and you can start with a kid a literal kid yeah, I can't think of anything but, else where you can do that. I mean, the risk to all of this is that I think Sony have already kind of, like the rumours are already flying that Sony kind of want out of this partnership already. Right. So it's that, you know, and that Spider-Man will fall back into their hands. And it's like, really? Why would you do that? Like, they, they've, they've done right by Spidey and your last series was, your last attempt was generally pa- generally panned. Yeah, well, um, we'll see. Uh yeah, I think obviously Marvel wants to integrate him into their MCU quite yeah, heavily. Of course. So, he's a, yeah, he's a classic. He's a heavy. I mean, he is and the Marvel superhero. I think he's number one in in Marvel comics. Uh, I don't. Who would be number two? Like, guess, no one, no one really knew who Iron Man was. Like in the general, if you're a comic fan, you you knew Iron Man, but most people they knew Spider Man and Batman and Superman, uh, and that's. Basically, I, guess, it? I definitely maybe X Men. You know, I mean, Wolverine? I guess I've never been much of a comic-y person. I didn't actual reading the comics and never followed it too closely as a kid. But I definitely knew of Iron Man, and, I, and yeah. Wolverine definitely stood out simply because of the cartoons. Yeah, definitely Wolverine. Um, uh, yeah, they're the big ones, aren't they? Yeah. And I had a Spider-Man game on the uh, on the Game Gear, which Captain helped, America. You know, so. I knew of from comics and stuff, but he was from like the forties, like su- yeah. like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that film's all right. I want to see it develop. I think more than I enjoyed. I think I came away feeling better about it, about the ideas, yeah. than I did the film itself, which is probably a good thing because that makes me hype for what 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 comes out next. Which is I thought they did a decent. All the marketing machine needs pretty well, decent job with the uh, with the villain in this one as well because they started with the villain and you know gave gave him some motivation yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. It was a bit better than usual, and, and obviously like, it was like a meta joke to use um, 
to use a Michael Keaton who'd played not only played Birdman. Batman but also played Birdman. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Also, he's great. Um, yeah, he is great. I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. Be careful here. It's good that they didn't totally murderize him or remove him from the picture like they do in almost every other villain, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's good that they made him not throw away. Yeah. With, so that's that's nice. Did you enjoy the uh, post credit scene, the very final one? The, the Captain America one? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's, fun. it's very Deadpool. Yeah. Well, so that's, what made, that's what it made me think of. It's like, oh, it's quite Deadpool, this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So I haven't been to see Edgar Wright's new thing. No, I, I haven't seen Baby Driver. I really want to, but yeah. I, I, I missed Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like it was out at the cinema by the time I got around to wanted to watch it. Um, well, so I don't want to miss for this us to one watch it when it comes out. Yeah, 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 definitely. But Baby Driver, I'd quite like to see in the cinema um, if I can. Although, yeah. although I'm not convinced it's going to be like it's got really good reviews, but. I don't know. From what I've seen in the of the trailer and stuff, I think not sure. I'm not sure I'm convinced by that. Oh, I don't know. I think it might be up the street because it's a style and feel. Oh yeah, it'll definitely be good. It'll definitely be a good watch. I like Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah. Um. That man has done no wrong in my eyes. So. I can't think of a bad thing he's done. Also, you know, Scott Pilgrim. No. Well, I mean, so, so forever Scott Pilgrim. Some people don't like, um, and you know, the world's end as much as the other two, but uh, sure, but it's still a good film. It's not, yeah, as good. But it's not. I, I would, yeah, I would agree that it's not as good as mm. the, the 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 other, other Cornetto, Cornetto films. Yeah. But yeah, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Film news. Yeah, Geeky because news. because we don't have any video game news. Yeah. What's news. going on? There is, there is no news. News. There is no news this week. E3 happened and then everything <laughs> stopped. E3 happened a long time ago. Yeah. And then, and then it, nothing's happened since. I don't know. Literally, literally we like trawled the internet for everything that's happened in the last two weeks. And came Do you know anything? Empty. Zeg, you got anything you've heard? I don't think so. Oh. I well, mean, unless got... you want to consider that some of the stuff you've been playing is newsworthy. Well, yeah. Sure, but that. For the yeah. So one thing that we noted was that there was a, a rumor of uh, um, Bayonetta 1 and 2 possibly coming to Switch because there was a promotional image posted to a Twitter account which showed the images from Bayonetta 1 and 2 were on a background that were the colors of the Joy-Cons on the colorful Switch. See, I'm not 100% sure that that particular detail means anything because right. the colours of Bayonetta 1 and 2 were red and blue anyway. Right, well, there you go, right. yeah. But they were juxtaposed in a way that sort of perhaps suggested they interlocked in a sort of switch control thing. But maybe. Are I, they the I, right way round? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure that's accurate as well. Like, yeah, they I mean, were top and bottom, so it didn't really... Yeah, they were sort of rotated, yeah. like, you know, so, you know, there was rotational symmetry, I guess. Uh, like, and it... I mean, but all that aside, that seems like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, you know, Bayonetta Two is one hell of a game, and there's a number of track records to follow here. Like, Bayonetta Two was a hell of a game, but released on a console with not a big install base. Um, it make would make a hundred percent sense for Nintendo to to and Platinum to work together to pub, get this out on Switch, right, and give it another lease of life. It's a fantastic game. And it can only do better on Switch than it did before. It's going to happen. 
and every and every time platinum have teased something thus far, it's, it's turned totally out to happened. be a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's totally happening. I guarantee it. And it will potentially be game of the year again. No. <laughs> That's a good question. Whether we can start putting like re-releases and remakes into the game of the year stuff. I think. I think generally, like if it's a, just a straight re-release or a remaster of the original game with no real gameplay changes, then no, you can't because okay. like Vanquish, no, not included. No. No. Um, um, uh, what if we didn't play it the first time? No, we we count that as like there's the no. we have that category in the game of the years now for like old game, don't we? Like like discovered game. Yeah, that's, that's if we are doing it not for just the last year, <laughs> the previous year. I think I think it's it's potentially like you, you know it's not one of those awards you really want to spend too much time on, but it could be like here's our discovered game of the year. Here's our unless we wrap the whole thing into like a giant bomb style old game of the year sort of category and be like here's what we you know because we want to do like here's what we missed from last year this year or yeah and then there's like the yeah here's the older list award or do we just roll that all into one yeah anyway yeah generally i don't think you can consider re-releases or remasters in there unless they're significantly different and how significant is it? Exactly, I know, I know. It's an argument. It's like that, that you know, again, I, I, I shouldn't reference other people's work, but the uh, the whole giant bomb thing with Res Infinite made total sense to me. It's like, it's a re-release, but they added a little bit. Is Does, does that count? N- not really, but it's still new stuff, and the new stuff's really good, so eh, what do we do? Well, eventually, at, at this point, it seems like there'll probably just be an entire category where it's just like re-release of the year. Yeah, that would be fair. You could definitely That's do not, that. It's not a terrible idea, really. I would have, it's, yeah, I would have had multiple contenders for re- re-release of the year, I reckon, last year. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea, and like, let's decide it know, now. The, quali- the quality of remasters does vary dramatically, so yeah. Although. It seems like the an early contender for that is probably the Crash Bandicoot collection. That like that, that seems to have gone down pretty well. Um, Apart full from throttle. The physics. <laughs> oh well, yeah, they, they, changed, <laughs> they changed a couple of bits, but yeah, like it, it seems like it doesn't really really affect the gameplay. Um, yeah, full throttle came out this year, I suppose. Didn't really hear a lot about that, really, other than it happened. Yeah, well, I enjoyed playing Day of the Tentacle Remastered, so I should probably mm. give Full Throttle a go. It's, it's not the same long. sort. Of, it's the same sort of job they've done to it as well, isn't it? That they, yeah, yeah, they it's the same deal. Up-resed all the original graphics. And... Yeah, it looked really good in um, Day of the Tentacle, so I think I mean, it's a cool game. It's a weird game, um, Full Throttle. Never played it. Really don't know a lot about it. It's re- the puzzles are really hard. <laughs> I think anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Apocalyptic Biker Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool... It's a weird, cool universe. Moving on, I suppose. Uh, from remasters. <laughs> well, actually, what, I'm trying to think why other remasters have come out this year that would be noteworthy. Bayonetta? Oh, yeah. well, when it comes out, if it comes no, out. No, Bayonetta on PC, I mean. Oh, right. I, do we even call those remasters, really? I, I mean... Like... 
It's, it's all yeah. the same content. Yeah. They just like because it's on PC, it's not frame capped, and it's or resolution capped in the, in the same way that Vanquish isn't. Mm. It's like yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that that it's not a remaster, but it is a re-release, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I don't know. Um, yeah, what else is going on? You still Anything? can't buy a SNES Mini, obviously. Yeah, boy. Although my friend managed to get an order from Argos, apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently Argos yeah. like got one of the largest amounts of stock. Yeah, like, it seems we, weird. We said he was using like a service that tells you when you know alerts you for stock. So, mm. um, yeah, so. I'll see see about that. I don't know if I'll bring it into work, but yeah, he's a he's a big gamer. He, he's like he's always telling me that he's managed to get like top in the world on like um certain GTA Online heists. Hmm. Seems to be his thing. He's always getting beaten by one second and having to go back and do it again. <laughs> Great. Like are those are those online heists of reasonable size? Then I think like... so. It, yeah, I don't know. I've never played GTA Online. There's tons no. of content, obviously, because they've been they're still selling that game. Like that, and that was like number one selling game in UK recently after like five years after it came out. Yeah, I heard that. Although, in, in like in 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 theory, you know, they're still making money out of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been so harsh on the mod scene. Oh, I they're guess definitely making loads I of money. I guess that sort of news. Did we talk about that before? About don't have, yeah yeah about take yeah. two versus GTA five mods. Well, they've let open for live right, so it's not total. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, they did. They did kind of back off, but they have had to put down some fairly strict rules. Mm. And it's like if you break these again, <laughs> or I get I, I I don't know how they would stop that really. Because it's like if anyone can if anyone can mod the game, then they'll put stupid stuff in it, right? And then it's just a question of who who can distribute that that then becomes the problem. Mm. So th- th- there will always be a way. I don't quite know. Yeah, it's a weird one. The whole, that whole situation was a bit odd, a bit backwards thinking, just a bit lawyered, I suppose. Lawyered. You've been lawyered. Yeah, I don't know. Come, come back around. I really want one of those SNES things. I don't really know why, but it's just... yeah, that's the thing. But yeah. but it is cool, and it's like it's. I I just don't get what Nintendo's intent with these things. No, are. it's weird. It's like a weird little promotional thing, but at the same time, it's like a quite a lot of effort must have gone into it. Um, yeah, and then they only make some few, and then I don't know. Although it, it's expected that this one a bit less effort went into this one because they, you know, it's it's assumed that they're using the same hardware to right to power this thing inside the case. Then for, for the nest, then the nest mini. So you know they probably haven't had to redesign too much. Mm. Um, but still, yeah, I don't quite get the intent. Was like, like, because if it was like a. When it gets released, if it was like a "Hey, here's a way of um, building interest in Nintendo for the holiday season," it's like they've kind of failed because the interest is right now hmm. trying to get hold of the bloody thing. 
and if you can't buy it then like does it have that effect like i, I guess not like it'll be there'll be a couple of news posts saying here's this thing you can't have and everyone will just be annoyed that's <laughs> oh, true Burr. i'm annoyed anyway would you like get one egg would that get one <laughs> no okay yep <laughs> I guess you, have you got a NES? No, you do have a NES, so you could just no. get it out of the. No, neither of us have. Oh. Well, you sorted. You had I a NES at one NES. point, didn't you, Zeg? Somewhere. No. Oh, I thought I remember playing Duck Hunt in your front room at one point. Duck Hunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally don't remember any Zafirax. And... Oh. Maybe it came from, um, you know, the charity shop or something. No, or maybe. Yeah, not. that's possible. Yeah, might have been there temporarily. Yeah, I think that I might don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a bit prior to when my collection starts, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I, I've got like original Game Boys and things like that, but I don't have like NES. I don't have a Master System or any of those eight-bit era consoles. You know, I've got my Game Gear, I suppose. That's pretty close. But no, ne- never owned one of those. Never owned a SNES. It's always been sort of like I've got two Mega Drives, but I don't know what it is. But yeah, uh, I've always sort of wanted one. I think it'd be a cool thing to have. It's just like a, it's just a nice looking console, right? And it's quite yeah. an important console. It's yeah. probably more yeah. important than the Mega Drive in the grand scheme of things. But it's uh, uh, and it's got some top tier replayable games on it that you can still go back to. So it's absolutely. I don't know what I would play on Mega Drive. Sonic. Sonic. All the Sonics. That's all you ever need. Mm. I know Mega Drive version of Strider was pretty good back in the day. Or Gunstar Heroes. It's pretty good. Mm. Vector Man. Pretty difficult. But basically all you need is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Might as well play that just on play PC, that on PC, though. yeah. <laughs> well, except the PC version of that wasn't... You know, the official PC version of that wasn't so hot. And Did it not have the music or something? Or, yeah, or, no, they, they didn't have the, it didn't have the same music as... The Michael uh, Jackson music. The, the rumoured Michael Jackson music, yeah. I, I, I actually, did they, anyway. Partially I thought confirmed they might, that. Yeah, I thought that did get confirmed, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, but you know, no, the Michael Jackson music wasn't, wasn't technically in that one. Um, also because it was MIDI as well. The PC version played its music over MIDI, so it couldn't do the sampling stuff that the Mega Drive was doing. Hmm. Um. So that original, but they have put, obviously put out on Sega Classics that they they've put that out again. But I, you know, there's been a lot of talk about those emulation efforts just not being that good on the Sega re-releases. Um, I can't say I've, I've experimented with that stuff, but you know, the the Sonic Two re-release on the 360 was was fine. So could be lies. And the versions that were in, um, I've got the, I had the Mega Drive Classics collection on the 360, as well, and that stuff all seemed fine. So, mm. but you know, there's nothing quite like playing it on the actual device with the actual controller and the, the actual terrible frame rates and lag. Yeah, <laughs> it's a special part of the experience. <laughs> Mega Drive versions of the Micro Machines games are pretty good as well. Microsoft's 96. Play on PC? <laughs> Not 96, I guess. They had two. Yeah. Two which was pretty much which is pretty much the same. Yeah, more or less. 
Street Racer. Don't play Street Racer. Retro games. The, be- the, the good version of Mortal Kombat. A certain definition of good. <laughs> it's the one that had blood. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's quite key to Mortal Kombat. Dynamite Heady. I quite like Dynamite Heady. Sonic 3D Blast. Well, that is something that you could play that was unusual. Yeah. Made in Britain, <laughs> isn't it? Travis Tales, yeah. Yeah, Travis Tales. And the guys that now work on Lego game after Lego game after Lego game. Yeah, maybe they'll break out of that one day. Although, Lego City undercover and stuff, did they do that? They did, yeah. Yeah, at least that's a bit different. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're, we're padding here, aren't we? Yeah, we're out of news. Yeah, so uh, it's time for what you've been playing, I think. Uh, cool. What you've been playing, Rob? Me? No, uh, Zach. Yeah, sur- <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly, for not having had that much time to play games over the last couple of weeks, I seem to have played a a somewhat wide variety of games. Sweet. Like I've pl- I played lots. Lot, I've played small stints on lots of games, as opposed to um, long stints on Zelda. <laughs> so uh, I've pretty much played the entirety of Formula Fusion now. Right. No, cool. That hasn't taken me very long. Okay. <laughs> uh, because it's not a very big game. It's um, you know, and it's not a very difficult game, um, as it turns out. So I'm already in the elite class. Of that. Really, so I'm at the top. I'm at the top speed of it, and uh, mm. and it's and don't get me wrong, it's pretty quick. And uh, you know, the track design, I I think, does get difficult as it more difficult as it goes on. But it's one of those games that when you sort of learn the tracks a little bit, then it's right. actually not that tricky to win. Yeah, and it's um, uh, uh and. and Boy, it's this is a really hard one to explain for me, Fusion, because I had my and last time I mentioned it, like when I'd only just started playing it, and I already had my doubts at that point. But mm. having having messed with it for quite a bit longer now, it's like those doubts are still all there. Um, in in that I'm just not sure about it in any real way. It like mm. I haven't really got a solid opinion on it. Like it's always very middling in kind of everything. Like I don't know. There are times where I think the handling is just a bit boring because it's not as floaty as Wipeout and it's not as direct as games like Fast or um, uh, F-Zero, for instance. So it's sort of, again, it's another one of these middle ground right. uh, AG races. Um, and it's... Uh, and in, in fairness, that, that handling does come together a bit more as the speed increases. But at the slower yeah. speeds, you're just sort of left wondering, I'm not quite sure what they were going for here. Mm. Because it's so easy at the sl- at the slower speeds mm. that you're just, you, you, it t- you can't quite get why they bothered. Yeah, because you know, like, in Wipeout, like even on the slow speed, it's pretty floaty and stuff. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, a knack, there's a knack to getting used. There's a weird, the weird thing about Wipeout games is that the, the physics rate, the rate of physics kind of gets faster, sort of. Mm. As the game, like it's almost like the classes are like a like a game speed modifier, not a the ships go quicker modifier, mm. right? Because everything true, gets yeah. more effective, the brakes get more effective. The yeah. um, the only thing that doesn't get more effective actually is gravity. 
in like in the bits where you're off track in Wipeout, like that still remains the same. Everything else sort of gets faster, um, which is fine. That works for Wipeout. Um, yeah, and, and it sort of w it works the same way here. As things get more rapid and get faster, you, you can sort of understand the, the, the track design a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, at least of the early tracks, starts to make a bit more sense. But then equally, I don't think any of the tracks in that game are particularly designed for that game. It's, it has this weird disconnect really? between... The, like the track design just seems bad. It's like, you know, like how most real-world circuits and most racing game circuits have a nice balance between here's a tricky set of turns and here's a breather. Here's a straight to enjoy. Here's... Um, and even like if even if you're just talking about spectacle in some uh, in the other you know good AG races like you know fast does this very well F Zero has always done this pretty well um, even the early wipeout games do this to some extent um, there's something to look at on the straights there's some reason to be where you are um, and this doesn't do that it's like it's almost too most of the tracks in this are too like here's a turn here's a turn here's a turn have another turn have it why don't you have a turn just uh, just constant like barrage of turns mm. and it's like and, and, and it, it doesn't actually make it that fun to play as a result it's like you know the, you, you don't just make a track harder by by just throwing nothing but turns in there you make interesting combinations of turns um and then maybe have a straight <laughs> you know it's just it, it feels clumsy um and that's also true as i said about spectacle that's also true of the visual design i think the levels are just kind of dull to look at there's nothing really that interesting going on the majority of them take part in like crumbling cities and just it looks like the grimiest bloody league you've ever seen <laughs> and you know the game tries to you know was originally pitched as we're trying to make the a the f the formula one of race of ag races you know this is what we're going for it's like it doesn't feel like any of that it's like it's it's yeah, and it's got a strange fuzzy look to it. I think some of the particle, yeah. effect, par particle effects don't seem to work right, or they have a weird smear to them. It's it's an it odd sort of just feels thing. a little bit like off brand. <laughs> yeah, well, very much so, and it's like mm. I don't think that, that you know the fact that they've brought the Design Republic on on this. I don't think that's even really used that much. Mm. It's like they've designed all the team graphics. Um, uh, and, you know, those are the normal sort of fairly decent quality that we've seen from Design Republic before. But that's it doesn't pervade the experience like it has done when they were involved in the early Wipeout games, like especially Wipeout 3. In Wipeout 3, the Design Republic is the look of that game. Yeah, and absolutely. It, and, and it's amazing. Whereas here, it's, you know, it's just a sprinkling of graphic here, or maybe a billboard there. It's nothing. It's not, uh, it's not really a thing doesn't really add to the game like uh i would say that you know wipeout hd and you know fury and even 2048 you know they they have way more personality than this does and wipeout games are traditionally quite stoic right mm, like quite, yeah. like the personality is not what they go for they, but somehow they have one in comparison and then the teams don't even bloody matter, is the other weird That's thing. That's the thing, isn't a, it? Right. You, you pick a team, and it does nothing. All it does is give you a you livery not, and a ship. You don't build like, a relationship with it or whatever. No, you know, not at like all. Loyalty like, points and stuff. 
because you can change the ship to whatever you want. You can go in the garage and change whatever ship you want oh, right. like, okay. at any time. And you can customize your livery on those ones when you swap. And you change the loadout of what's attached to your ship to whatever you want at all times. Um, and so the teams have no, pers- have no purpose at all. It's like they're a pointless addition, and which is incredibly weird. Um, yeah, you don't feel like, oh, yeah, no, you know, I, I loved Wipeout's thing where it's like, I fly the Icarus ship. I, mm. I am, I am, you know, go team Icarus, man. You get, you get that. Or like, or in the early, before you unlocked Icarus in HD, it's like, yeah, I'm team Asagai. Go on. Mm. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's zero of that here. It, it, it's just a weirdly constructed thing. And, it's weirdly constructed in other ways as well, and that the menu doesn't work very well, and it's like awkward to navigate. And uh, if you're trying to edit loadouts, you load a loadout back in, but in order to save it, you don't uh, in the same slot that you had before. You have to type the same name that it had before, and then it suggests to overwrite it. Uh, it's like it's just clunky. Like, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It's not, you know, all of this is negative. It's not a terrible game. It hangs together. And, mm. you know, I have wanted to get to get through it, but it's uh, it's just nowhere near, uh, you know, read out, even read out, I think, which I was a bit somewhat meh on, but then grew to like. Um, that's It's got more than this does. It's got more to it. It's the better produced package. Mm. Um it knows exactly what it is and then and then fits into that role. Whereas this I just don't know it I just don't think it knows what it wants to be. It's weird, uh, isn't it? Because you'd you'd think you know, when you first see the project you're like, well this clearly wants to be you know, so heavily inspired by other things, you know, to the point of getting the same people involved and for the design and everything. Yeah, yeah. That you'd think it would have an identity, but you know, which was a ripoff or whatever. But instead, it sort of has an identity crisis. I don't think I would have minded. Like, if, if it was Wipeout in all but name, that would have still been a good thing, right? Oh, for sure, I'd have played that on uh, PC. Yeah, but it's not that, and it falls quite a long way short of that, and. You know, it's not early access anymore. And there's like, since it's been released, they've only put out, they have said, it's like, yeah, we're going to support this post release. We're going to put new tracks and cars out and things. And it's, you know, a month and a bit in, and all we've seen is a single performance patch on the day of release, I think. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't think it's that good, like all in all. And all of this has been brought slightly into perspective because I've played the Omega Collection. Oh, exciting times. How, Which how, is how... pretty good. <laughs> right. Well, how did you get to play that? So uh, I went to visit some friends in Cambridge this weekend, and one of them now has a PS4 Pro mm-hmm. and wanted something to to add. He, he's, a, he's not really a Wipeout fan, but he played 2048 on the Vita and really liked it. And yep. so thought this seemed like the obvious way to play it without the need to have a Vita. <laughs> sure. So so picked it up, and it's a pretty good collection. Um, so you got a uh, 4K TV by any chance? He doesn't, it? but right, um, but, it, you know, but behind the scenes, that game is always running 4K if you've got right. a Pro. Does it super so, sample it? And super anything? samples, yeah. And it's very good looking as a result. It's you know, it, I don't think it pushes the boat in terms of like um, you know graphical techniques. It to me, it does look very similar. Yeah. 
yeah. for the PS3 version. So uh, other than it being a bit smoother it, because of its super sampling, you know, so, so yeah, don't expect... I'm not talking like, like Horizon Zero Dawn type thing. No, no, no. So if you played like HD or Fury on the PS3, don't expect an enormous upgrade here. It's not mm. about that. It's a, it is about like its main draw is if you're a fan of those games was is to is to have the 4K ness. Yep. Um, but saying that, you know, it's still it's still that it's still Wipeout HD. It's still Wipeout Fury, and it's a pretty faithful representation of 2048 as well. But um, you know, one of the key things about this to realize though is those two things are kept pretty separate. Like they may be in the same launcher, but. You know, if you're playing 24848, you're using 2048 cars with 2048 handling, right. 2048 HUD. Right. Um, whereas if you're playing HD Fury, so it's you're using a HD Fury collection. cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Master Collection or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. games. Yeah. They keep them segregated, but but it's all it's not like you're launching into a separate game. It's not like you're launching. No. They still load the same. They still have the same interface. They've stopped. They instead of using a new interface or using the 2048 interface, they've stuck with the HD Fury style throughout for for how the thing looks and how That's the nice. menus work and stuff like that. Which you know it's a good look. It's fine. Um, I think my biggest disappointment with it it does have one big flaw for me, and that's that they didn't bring back the entire soundtrack. Oh it, yeah, it brought. They've brought Licensing. back like parts of it, yeah, so, and, and it, but and it, but it doesn't seem very big, and it doesn't seem like they've picked the best bits. Like the the, the best bit they've brought back was that you know the prodigies, um, I think Invaders Must Die is in is in Wipeout twenty forty eight, so that's still there. But like, where's the noise action, man? I want my machine gun. And it's like that's a hell of a song, and like like they advertised Fury to that song, and it's like to me that's the. Uh, you know that is the song of Wipeout Fury, and it's not there, as far as I can tell. Um, it's early days, you know. He didn't have a lot of stuff unlocked. Uh, he hasn't had it very long, but uh, uh, but still, it, like I don't, I, don't, I don't think the soundtrack expands like that. Uh, it's uh, so that was a bit of a bummer. It's like so because you know since day one, Wipeout has been its has been its soundtrack as much as it has been its gameplay and its look. It's like it's it's one of those things where the whole package matters and. Uh, I think the soundtrack is a bit lacking on this one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an important part of Wipeout. Uh... But then you could just as easy, the PS4 supports that whole background music thing. Is there so like... You could, just, you could just fire up a Spotify playlist of every oh, Wipeout cool. song ever made and just have that running. Has it got the Cold, cold Fusion stuff in there? Or is that not there? Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, it never did. But, I mean, you know, HD and Wipeout 248 never had, never went that back that far. Right. I don't think in its soundtrack, you know, it had contemporary stuff. Like, I don't think it had, like, was it Wipeout 2 or might have been the first one, had Chemical Brothers and Wipeout 3 had DJ Sasha and things like that. And, you know, actually almost the entire Wipeout 3 soundtrack was DJ Sasha, but it had, like, some Paul Van Dyke on there and things like that, you know. Trance artists of the time were heavily involved. Um, uh, where you know, even Wipeout Pure was like getting into breakbeat, which looked like it might be a thing at the time. You know, pulling in Stanton Warriors and uh, and acts like that. You know, the soundtrack has always been kind of of the time, and uh, I don't I don't know if the, this one doesn't feel that right. Um, so yeah, but it, it's a it's a good thing. If you've never, if you haven't played any of those games, I can't not recommend it. It's uh, and if you've got a 4K TV, that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, get that yeah. and see how good it looks. 
because it runs at 60 the entire time as well is the other thing like, yeah you know, i want to i want to play that and no, apparently even if you put four players on it still runs at 60 in 4k yeah it's pretty great that's pretty great uh yeah that was awesome um and i've also been playing wipeout pure <laughs> oh right yeah on the emulator right uh, on pp sspp not quite um, as much detail as uh... yeah uh, which is also a fantastic Wipeout game. Wipeout Pure is brilliant. I loved Wipeout Pure. It's so much slower. I didn't realize this, but it is so much slower than where the series ended up. Mm. But it's still a good feeling game. Like it's a bit more, you've got to get your turn right mm. style feel to it. Um, it's less. Yeah. For, I think. It, I think Pure is actually less forgiving. Yeah. Than, I, than where the series went. Time trials are pretty good in Pure. Mm. Oh. I should pick up on that actually. Like um, key difference between Formula Fusion and Wipeout, you load, you set a loadout of weaponry that you have, and you you run over generic weapon pads, and that lets you fire a weapon, one of the weapons you've got equipped of your choice. Mm, that's kind of cool. Maybe does it uh, work? No, because okay. the weapons are boring and they sound oh, okay. rubbish, and like uh, they don't have impact. They don't have that much effect. They don't have, uh, like, you know, one of the best feelings of like like. Wipeout was winning a race by a whisker because you happened to pick up a turbo on the line and were a cheesing bastard. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> or or you managed to you know, wipe. What, yeah, Wipeout HD had the great like super ridiculously over the top rocket explosions. You know, it would create fire and smoke everywhere, and it's like and there was a and the sound mix to it was always really loud and yeah. boomy and uh, impactful is the only word. In a game about floating around a track, the weapons had impact. To balance that out, um, and yeah, yeah, Formula Fusion doesn't. And you pick up; sh- and it has no absorb, so you, they put shield pickups on the track as well. Absorb was the in, introduced in Pure, and I thought that's a stroke of genius. The absorb thing. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, it adds a layer of strategy. It's like, do I want this weapon or do I want to stay alive? <laughs> Or do I not have a choice right now? Uh, yeah, so that's my AG racing section over. Um, Sweet. I'll, I will have finished by Fusion next time. I don't think it's worth bringing up next time. But uh, uh, I think I said my piece. Uh, I might start playing Grip, maybe, but that's still in early access, so that might not be worth looking at yet. It doesn't really count as an AG racer, but it's a future racer. But um, Yeah, so I might drift onto that next. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, also on the PS4, I played a bit of Alienation, uh, which is a twin-stick co-op shooter. Um, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Like it's it, it's it's the the ob- most obvious comparison I can make is it's a bit like that Halo top-down game, uh, Spartan Assault. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but sort of done with a bit more. It's 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 just a bit more solid in terms of what it is. It's like you know you you can pick a class, you level up your class, you can find loot. The loot it has variable stats. You can re-roll the stats for the cost of resources. You can you know it has a slot system where which you can power them up. You know there's a sort of meta to it that's quite entertaining. It's a uh, yeah, it looks nice. It's got to be said like it's got some pretty nice effects. Like when you kill the mutants, they have a nice sort of wispy spurt of. 
I don't know, I guess black blood that comes out of them that kind of like just floats off in the air like ash in the wind and explosions. They've got loads of loads of bright sparky particles going on. It's a pretty it's actually a pretty good looking game. Um but but ultimately it's it's one of those. It's like a it's a it's a top down twin stick shooter with weapons. Like weapon switching and grenades and some character abilities and it's uh, it doesn't really get any deeper than that as far as we can tell but it's quite a addictive co-op experience you can just keep going and lose track of time as we did uh so yeah alienation it's all right that's all mm. i've really got to say on that um oh what else have I been doing? there is more but i'm starting to get to the point where i'm forgetting it <laughs> um <laughs> Visual novels. Yeah, I noticed this. Oh God! You were getting steam achievements. Uh huh. <laughs> Everyone's favourite so, genre. Yeah. So there was a humble bundle a month or two ago, which is like the Sekai project uh, uh, humble bundle, and it was just full of visual novels and like was was not actually that much money. So I thought, so having, yeah, I mean, it's such a thing that on Steam that the 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 intrigue level got to me, and so I, I, I don't know, I, I opted into this thing. Can't you just go and look at the Steam screenshots page on one of the store pages and be like, that's what that is? Well, I know <laughs> that's pretty much well, how that works. Okay, so I, so I know that a lot of them are like, go beyond the boundaries of taste, shall we say, and could be considered, well, how do you pronounce it? Ecky, etchy, <laughs> whatever that one thing is for, you know, basically boob manga. Um, uh, yeah, and I know that it has some has some boundaries there, but some of the stuff in this did look like it was actually made for the story. So I've been trying to dig into one of those to see what it's all about. Journalism. <laughs> uh, uh, it's called Fault Milestone One, which is presumably, I guess, is the first volume in a series of these things, because I think I've got Milestone Two as well. Um, uh yeah, and visual novels are exactly what they are. There's no game here. It is no. It is press space to advance to endless series of text. Do you get occasionally get like a yeah a choice like in very rarely I've had one of those adventure. and I'm pretty sure it made no difference. Yeah, so they far. don't make like difference. I, yeah, I think I'm like halfway through this and I think it's like it, it has been irrelevant. Does um, it have the same music on every page? Or, or, uh, no, it does mix music. it up actually. Like you know, they're, they're you know they're not MIDI, but they're, they're like you know yeah, not MIDI, they're, but they're, yeah, they're... they're relatively short loop, but they're not that in this one in particular. They're not actually that badly produced. Like you know, the music's all right um, and doesn't get too annoying. Um, you know, there are some loops that I think are a little too short, and perhaps they the, the writing should have been a little more concise. But actually, that is hit <laughs> my review of of. All visual novels based on this one thing is good god they need to be more concise um, they, they have a very specific style in that japanese style where it is that japanese style just like people just repeat themselves so goddamn much yep. japanese yeah. Writing. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it, it's that and backstory and flashbacks and here's what happened 12 years before the story even started because it's important well and i mean if it's important that's, or, you have to say it at some point or it, it it is seemingly important but might not be you don't know um and here's here's an obsession with the mechanics of the world 
that perhaps could have just been explained by I'm about to do this thing. I don't need to explain every detail about how I'm doing this thing. I just did this thing. It's like it's super obsessed with the mechanics of how it describes mana and the crafting of that mana and how certain areas of the world don't have mana. And, well, uh, that's another like classic thing in those in those kind of situations because of the, because those kind of visual novel worlds always seem quite similar. Mm. It's like we have this one thing that's different, so we're going to make sure you know that it's different because we're going to explain it very precisely and how it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so it has a like yeah. So this game it it does the thing where it's like a game. I can't call it a game. It's not a game. <laughs> um, it does the it does the thing where it's like it's it's doing that Japanese thing where they really like. Germany for some reason. Yeah. Um uh, it like and, and so it's it's like words are spelt a bit like hoida. <laughs> a bit German. Like, yeah. And craft is spelt with a V, you know. <laughs> you're you're a mana crafter. Crafter. Or craft I don't know, I can't even say it. Crafter. Hey, it's just a crafter. Um and you know, place names seem very German. There's a guy called Kurtz Van and stuff like that. Wait, is it actually meant to be in fake Germany? Well, the whole world, I think, is fake German. Yeah, okay. Like just different forms of fake Germany. Like the manor countries seem to be like um, more medieval times, anyway. Just with Germany, German style names like Roizengard or something. And then, uh, uh, but then the way you end up in the storyline where there is no manor and there's no magic and stuff like that, and they've gone the tech quote-unquote technology route science gets mm. mentioned a few times as science and uh, uh where they're basically a bit like i don't know i guess world war one era germany that sort of level of technology electricity has just become a thing i guess that is that powers the town you know that sort of level of we're talking about but it's all german styled like looks like a, it looks like a little german town <laughs> and it's uh but yeah it's they, they they go to great lengths to explain how everything works, and you don't need to. It's yeah, it doesn't doesn't really add to it. And then, <laughs> and then even at times when they've already explained it, they'll explain it again about oh, no. an hour later. And it's like Teletubbies, <laughs> again, yeah, again, bit. no, not again, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so they really, again, it's a, that's it's a very Japanesey thing. I get that, but like it just doesn't translate very well. And I'm hoping like the translators could have just. Taking it upon themselves to write it better, but maybe not take it out though, because that will make it too short. Spoiling, <laughs> spoiling the art, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's got some interesting ideas. I won't, I won't, I won't knock it too much. It's it's got some interest because they could the whole like mana non mana divide like throws some like. Uh, you know, and the cultural differences within their own world throws some interesting fish out of water style situations into it, and uh, the, the, but perhaps they they could have done more with that necessarily than it being a. I don't even know what to call where the story has gone. It's not where I thought it was going to go. It starts with like a like a manner infused assassination attempt on a princess, and then they accidentally teleport themselves to the non manner area of the ro- of the world through an over explained mechanism that is broken, uh, <laughs> and then they're in this other place trying to help what they discover. It's spoiler alert, which is I say spoiler alert. This is telegraphed from like page one. Uh, the, you know, they're trying to figure out, hey, what? This girl's an android? What? Why is she an android? Epic backstory! 
I don't, I don't even know. I just don't even know where this is going at this point. Anyway, that, that's that's Miles. That's fault. I might finish this thing. It's longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> they do go on. Yeah. I thought this might be like a couple of hours and I'm out, right? But no, I'm what, what, I'm like four hours into You're this? reading a book, mate. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, it would be like two hours long, I think, if it, if it had been written properly. Yeah, but... yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Skip the end. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess, cause, again, Japanese thing, and I guess because they have graphics, I suppose, it's like they, they focus on dialogue. Like, there's no narration. There's no, like... Um, like and then this happened and then there was a, there's none of that sort of like book like just yeah I don't even know what what's yeah, the, what is yeah, the word they for that do. like where where it's they not do that dialogue, in these... but yeah I, I, but yeah you know exactly what I mean but I don't know quite yeah, if there's yeah. a way of describing that like well, occasionally sure those visual novel style things you, when they do that they don't they, it's still dialogue because it's you it's like yes, the first yes. person yes. narration the, 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 like, i'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. up what happened to us so like yes that, that, to yourself. that does happen you can like they bracket parts or, or they won't put like a um what do you call it like the character's name above sections yeah. where it's just it's a thought to the lead character yeah like when you're playing when you're doing a scene with ratona for instance you're you're always uh when and when it has that it's always your you know her thoughts and it also does this weird thing about like speaking in an undertone, like or like you know how like anime does this thing where yeah. like people don't just think things; they ha- they say them in a sort of hushed voice that other people occasionally hear. Yeah, they do that all the time, but it's like it's bracketed to show that it's like you know, this is a thought to myself. <laughs> yeah, you get that sort of effect in 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 Zelda and stuff, don't you, or whatever, where they'll put the dialogue in like really small or whatever when they're talking to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I've never come across this before, but they end scenes by having a triple ellipsis, effectively. Like, it's a shortening number of dots. So it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> but there's three things you have to click through. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, I wonder if like, they, that's just the script, right? That when they were writing the script down in a text document, in a text file that no, was indicating scene ends by just having this like triangle of dots no i think that's just how things are done yeah <laughs> it's just weird I don't, I don't, no, there's I always know. been a whole thing about the ellipses in in japanese oh, games yeah. yeah yeah don't get me wrong i think they can be used for effect to like indicate a long pause right yeah, yeah. like bits of the bits of final fantasy where it's just like dot dot well, oh, there's already a long pause. In Final Fantasy, it would be like realization, where it's like thinking about it, dot, dot, dot. And then, ah, I had an idea, dot, 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 dot. Dot, 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 exclamation mark. Yeah, yeah. Classic one. The classic. A pause that's about to end. Yeah, I guess dot, 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 exclamation mark can be interpreted as inhale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to start saying something again. Yeah, so that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's a whole world. This, this pack does have uh, <laughs> warnings. This pack does have Neko Para in it, which <laughs> is like always on the front page of Steam. It appears to be about boob cat ladies. Yep, naturally. And it has a bounce button. Boob cat ladies. <laughs> yeah, as in like. <laughs> not not like people who own too many cats. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like like cat girls. I guess is the yes. better way of describing it. Like. 
yeah. Right. And there's like two of them in this pack. <laughs> that might be the other end of this. Play the serious storylines and then play the boob storylines. <laughs> see uh, that they're exactly the same, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the funny. Oh, and all the cats go to Germany. <laughs> probably. There'll probably be some fake non-Japanese country at some point. Oh man. Oh, it's been it's been sort of it's been dumb, but it's 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 fun in its own way. Just because it's so dumb, it really is. Just watch some bloody anime. <laughs> I tell myself. Mm. Oh man, I'm done. That'll do me. Okay. Cool. Uh, no. Zach. <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, hmm. Well, I played some more of that Minecraft mods. That's Minecraft? Mod pack, I guess. Not really a mod. It's a whole shit ton of mods. Actually, when I went and looked at the mod page, it's like 139 mods are installed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shit, Whoa. Jesus. Some of Is them this are a whole tiny. thing where then, are there lots of like curated collections yeah, of mods? there are. That's why there's. That's why I had the whole problem with like, it wanted me to install a separate launcher because there's like oh, there's yeah. basically launchers that manage these ridiculous mod packs. Mm. Right. I was like, I can do this myself if I can just get a hold of the files, and then I found a way to get a hold of the files, so it was good. <laughs> Didn't have to create a new login and download some other bullshit. Mm. But yeah, I played some more of that. It's, unfortunately, it's getting to the point where it's just like. It, it's too laggy. <laughs> right. I'm not sure. It's, it seems like just like one thing I did recently has made it really laggy. And I'm like, but that, it's like, it's not even, it's not even something new. It's like, it's something I had elsewhere in my base. It's just like more of it. And I'm like, do I just have too many of this one type of machine now? Hmm. Can the cert, can the Minecraft not handle it any longer? Was this machine implemented in a particularly inefficient way? Yeah. So like when you have one, it's fine. But when you have like four, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Or something, and I wasn't. You know, I was looking around to see if there was any solutions to lag, and a lot of the posts about it were really old, like years old, like on various like source code repositories where it's like here's some bugs for this thing. Where it's like if you place this one specific machine in this exact place, for some reason it gets laggy. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird, but not relevant any any longer, I guess, because apparently that bug got fixed. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I played. I think I've kind of reached the point where it's not like you know, it's the same thing as like Factorio and stuff where it's like I've reached the point where I've solved the puzzle and it's like now I could keep solving more of the puzzles but they don't seem to be more interesting puzzles. Right. It's yeah. just like they're just different but they might really achieve the same things. You feel like you've achieved mastery. Yeah, exactly. Master Jedi rank. That's the, that's the trouble with all of these kind of uh, most well it's the trouble with like basically all the Minecraft ones is that there's no end game. It's like getting to the end is the game, and then once you're there, it's like, well, now it's just what do I even do with all this power? <laughs> like I can generate infinite materials, but there's nothing to do with that unless you want to build fancy things. But building fancy things is only interesting for so long as well. Said nobody playing Minecraft ever. No, I mean, <laughs> building fancy things isn't actually. It's very rarely that people are actually interested in doing that as a process. It's like what people are interested in looking at fancy things, but the actual uh, process of mean. going through building and like a giant fucking stone castle, whatever, that's actually really tedious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
watch it in a time lapse. That's interesting. Mm. Actually doing it yourself, not so much. <laughs> Unless you're one of the particularly crazy people. I mean, you know, coming up with an idea and like having a plan that can be interesting. But that's the other thing that happens to me quite often when I play Minecraft. It's like I come up with an idea and a plan, and then when I'm like halfway through it, I realise that I've overextended. It's just like this is still going to take a really long time, isn't it? <laughs> But like I guess, I guess like the one thing I could, like uh, in my head, the way to make that stuff more interesting is to try and like play Minecraft realistically, right? So you can't just build a tower of blocks under your feet. You know, like have well, to build I mean, a that's, scaffold that's around. What the mods are for, right? Because you get the ones that make things more or less realistic. Where it's like, oh, now you can't actually mine rock until you've worked out how to forge iron, and that's a whole process that you have to go through to mm. actually get to the point of that technology or whatever. And it's like, I mean, that makes it a different game. But I mean, like, go even further, like, in that, 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 like, you have to, in order to build large structures and things like that, you actually have to go through, like, building the scaffolding, and, or maybe I need to build something on the ground, like, something ornamental, and then lift it, like, winches and stuff like that. That would be, that would be kind of, like, more interesting in a way. And more impressive when the result is done. Some kind of elements to some mods like that, but not quite fully extreme. No games have really tried to do actual physics. I mean, some games recently have almost started... <laughs> That's quite a generalising statement. No gamer has tried physics. Well, some games recently have started trying to do some... Ele- I mean, it's the traditional thing where, like, the example that I re- thought about recently, because I've seen people play it, is that Seven Days to Die game. Oh, right. That has a block-based building system, but it also has the, like, overhang limit, where it's like you can only build a certain number of squares outwards before it just collapses, and it will pull down other stuff with it. Oh, right, okay. So it's like, it's sort of trying to have some elements of that, Mm. but not really, because simulating that kind of shit in a in like a block based game is incredibly complicated because you have to account for like every block interacting with its neighbors yeah i know know. on a per tick basis and and it's not strictly realistic as well because like you know blocks aren't representative (laughs) because yeah they're not representative of like a steel beam no exactly so yeah no games have really ever done that some have tried even dwarf fortress uh, i mean it's technically these 2d slices but that has Overhang physics as well. So. Oh sure, no, I'm 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 sure Dwarf Fortress has to you know treat stuff in uh, in the 3D plane anyway for things like its water yeah dynamics and lava dynamics. I mean, I guess the Dwarf Fortress overhang physics aren't technically they disabled the actual overhang physics a long time ago. <laughs> now it's just it, it stays connected until it's not connected and then it collapses. <laughs> right. So you can have things supported by a single square, which you know it's yeah. fun for mecha- like mechanical destruction. Where you could like, Sweet. I'm just going to build a giant death like cube that I'm going to drop on people, <laughs> and it's attached by a single pole at the top, and you just pull a lever and the pole disconnects, and then a huge the whole thing smashes lock down. just collapses down. Hmm. Fun times in Door Fortress. So there, that's Minecraft again. I don't, you know, I might continue playing it if it wasn't as laggy as it is. <laughs> but you know, I've reached the point where. My system can't handle Minecraft, <laughs> even though it's using my entire RAM. God damn it. If only those Windows 10 versions had 139 mods you could install. Yeah, it. exactly. I was thinking about, like, I don't even know how many mods there might even be for that, if there I are any. No, I don't know. I don't, like, know. I don't know where I'd go to look for them, because I bet I if you know. search Minecraft mods, you'll only find <laughs> the old ones. And I'm not 100% sure how you would write, because it's in the... The Windows 10 app sandbox. Like, yeah. how, how does that even work? Yeah. 
I mean, now that they're starting to think about community, making community servers more legitimate and stuff, maybe that will allow some kind of modding mm. to work a bit easier. I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do with that. Uh, I also played some amount of Crypt of the Necrodancer because I got that on the sale. Oh, did you? After we made the video of it. How far have you got? I've got up to three, section three. God, that's hard. I find that game really bloody difficult. It's pretty fucking difficult, but like, the difficulty changes between the sections, but not for like, not for a consistent reason. It's not like it's just getting more difficult. It's getting like differently difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Like section two, I find like the songs are harder to follow. Like rhythms are weird. Except the rhythms aren't weird. No, it's like, it's still still a four beat thing that you're trying to follow. It's just the songs don't have as prominent beats to them. Well, no, and and some of them are like on, well, actually that's true of area one as well. Some of them aren't like four, four, they're like three, four or something like that. Sure. In terms of signature. But then also like, then, I mean, the beats are harder to follow in those music tracks, but then in, in the enemies in section two are the ones that were basically, instead of, alternating between beats and pauses then they have free beats and uh, free pauses and then they move yeah, yeah. a lot of them or some so of that's them, where or it... some of them have more aoes that are a little bit difficult to to to, to judge sometimes yeah. because you're trying to watch everyone's animation at once yes yeah. you have it's it's once you get to section two it's you have to approach things more carefully because mm. in section one you can within two beats you can see whether you're on the move beat or the attack beat yeah whereas in that one you have to have them in visual range for at least a whole bar to see what, what part what or part of their cycle they're on how you can approach or maybe just you know aggro them towards you and so or something and then like one at a time and yeah. make it easy on yourself and then once you get the free that's just out of the window, isn't it? There's so much stuff about the music has got well, a lot faster. The problem with free is that it's like wide open spaces. Yeah. They don't have so many constricted tunnels and doors. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the music has just generally got faster, and there's a whole lot more stuff going on, and, and terrain that like fucks you up a lot more. Yeah, I think I think three is actually three isn't so great because it introduces. I think it introduces more at the start of section three than it did when you progress to two. Well, yeah. There's more different mechanics going on. There's more other weird stuff to figure out. And it just lumps it all on you with a harder difficult, with a faster speed. And it's just like, okay, if if we had just slowed, introduced all these mechanics of a slightly slower track, and then, you know, section do do what the other stages do and be like, oh, the second track's a bit quicker, then the third track's a bit quicker, um, then I think I would have... Be in, I would be enjoying this a bit more. Well, the thing about it that I think is weird is that, that, that it, like, it seems like you want to play the sections individually, but like any of these roguelike games... You might have to do it in one run. Yeah, you're better benefits. off doing it in one run to get stuff. Yeah. I mean, you do unlock... There's a one of the vendors at the top floor that you unlock where you can spend diamonds to buy equipment for your next run. But it's randomized. So it's like, I can start with a spear on my next Is run. It? So that's all right. He does that? Well, who does it? There's one bottom right. Oh, I don't think I've found him. Yeah, I think he appears on floor two, maybe. Uh, I don't remember where I got him. But yeah, you can spend nice. extra diamonds to start with equipment. Yeah, that would be nice. But still, it's, it's only like it's got to the one point weapon where or whatever. Yeah, because it's got to the point where I'm spending my diamonds to unlock like the boss training and stuff like that. Because it's like, I've run out of stuff to spend diamonds on. Yeah, exactly. That guy can be useful. Man, okay, I should go back and play section two then. Yeah, but I mean, that still only helps 
a certain amount. You'd still be way more powerful if you'd come through the previous stages. Like, you could have got hearts, you could have got armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Fancy-ass weaponry. But then then you're talking about playing it for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. And, and most of the time, I, I mean, the game is right in that, in theory, like, almost every level should be... You should be able to see the patterns and there should be a solution. Yeah. Uh, but it's just really, really hard. <laughs> Well, it's just... I bet it's like maybe I should just play as the bard for a while and, well, like, and get rid of the beat and I guess just, you and just learn the strategies. Yeah, maybe. It's just the I think the main problem is armor. It's like everything does more damage. It does load more damage, yeah. <laughs> and if you'd had armor by that point from coming through the easier levels, you wouldn't take so much damage, yeah. so you'd have more capability and by to fuck things up. And by the time you reach section three, like it's no, there's not, you can't buy any more like actual permanent upgrades, right? You like you run out of well, heart. You shouldn't, you shouldn't by that point. You yeah. should have already bought them all. You run out of heart containers to buy, and you run out of, um, yeah, you run out of just straight upgrades. Yeah, but yeah. That's like... it's, a, it's a tricky, bloody game. Too hard, I think. I don't That's... think it's too hard. It's as you know, as hard as any of those like stuff. You just have to get used to it. I guess. I don't know. I just find it quite irritating. And like section three especially feels like there's more scenarios where it's like, I really don't know how I would have got out of that. Well, I think it is just the problem of the open space. Mm. You don't have the ability to not have everything just coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe irritating patterns and things moving in awkward diamonds and the hot floors that are sometimes super annoying. I and... think the main problem with starting section three f- from starting section three immediately is you really do need a weapon that's not just the square in front of you in section three. Yeah. There's too many things that a long weapon would be super great. Yeah. Yeah. Any weapon that can hit more than directly in front of you is well helpful in section three. Mm. I always just get fucked by the skeletons because I Oh yeah I, yeah. Like you're so, all the ones that you knock off a horse. Yeah, it's or something so tempting and... to try and attack them, but they it punishes you immediately. Yeah. Because you they come towards you and you hit them and it knocks them back one square, but then they're on their move that turn, so you can't move up to them on that turn. You have to like move back and then move forward again. Yeah, hitting them doesn't knock <laughs> And the same with the shield. It's like it's a three step process of you can get attacked three times in a row because <laughs> you knock them back and then they attack you and they knock them back and I then they attack it, you. I do it every time and every time I think, what an idiot. Yeah. Like how have I not learned that? <laughs> That's where the long weapon comes in though. Yeah. Because they just stab them far away. And I did have one... I'm starting to see the usefulness of some of the other, like, or, well, I guess I've started to discover combos that are actually useful with other equipment. Mm. Like, when you have the the sword that lunges, so I guess it's the rapier, right? Oh, the one right. where yeah, you yeah, move yeah. forwards and attack. Yeah. You, and then if you combine that with, the like, the ring that also makes you move forwards and gives you protection... Oh, I haven't found that one either. I think it's like the Ring of Courage or whatever. Okay. Basically, like if you if you do the if you if you trigger the Ring Lunge by killing an enemy and it moves you forwards a square, if you move into a square where an enemy can attack you, it negates that. Oh, okay. So you so can you, just like you, plow through things. I see. As long as you, yeah, as long as you're still moving, yeah, you're okay. So it like that attack move. I assume gives that's you as long as you're killing. Yeah, you have to yeah. hit a thing, but yeah. then if if killing that thing would leave you in a square that would be attacked, it doesn't. Yeah. So you can use that to just like plow through, and if you combine it with that sword line, you basically move two squares on your attack. Hmm. So it's like kind of crazy. You zip around quite quickly. 
And yeah, mess around, did all the, did some, like, I went through all the advanced techniques to see what the fuck was up with that. Right. Those yeah. are kind of fun. <laughs> they're, they're, kind, they're kind of fun little puzzles, aren't yeah. they? But, uh, I, don't, I don't think I finished the How to Get Away with Murder challenge. I think I, I think I got to the end and was like, well, what do I do now? Took quite a long time to get through some of these because I kept fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, they're quite a mess, aren't they? Yeah. Like, like there's, there's a way of getting through this. Yeah. Find the precise set of movements. Particularly with like, I mean, even just the first one is the one that probably fucks people up the most. Where it's just like, like how do you kill a dragon in a in a fucking two by two box? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not actually that difficult once you work it out, but it takes a long time. No, it's another one of those. <laughs> Patterny thing. This is a way of just moving around it. Yeah. So there's that. Played some of that. Quite a lot of that actually. It's that that game suffers from the classic problem of like you don't think the runs are as long as they are. <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna do one more quick run through section one. <laughs> That's actually like you know, twelve minutes, I guess, because it's, it's three songs. Three songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could easily get caught being like, oh, I'll just do one more. It's like quarter of an hour later. <laughs> I think its achievements are pretty harsh, though, because they'll all, like, do a full run with this character. Like, I mean, that uh, might not uh, be so uh, bad. An all-zones run. That might not be so bad, as as we said. Like, when you're going through them in order, you might get more equipment, and it might actually yeah. make it more bearable then, once then, you've learned the patterns. Then you've still got a Master 3 and 4 to be able to do that. Sure. I mean, I I think I got to the boss of 3 one time. Or a boss of 3, I suppose. Oh, I've, I've, not, I've not seen the third stage of 3 yet. As it can't get past the second. Yeah, I've seen. I think I've seen that a couple of times. And yeah, the bosses are the bosses are maybe too easy. <laughs> Some of them are really easy. Yeah, like if you have the right equipment, they're just like you can just keep poking them, and they can't really do a lot to you. I have had a couple which, were, like the the band, I think was quite irritating because it's just like the screen fills of instruments, and they just can all attack at once. Well, yeah, but you. The way you pick them off at the start is like that's not that difficult. That's easy if you have the right weapon as well. Obviously. Again, yeah. <laughs> seems to rely on that. Those bosses, the conga one still fools me every time because mm. you have to do the conga rhythm. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hey, yes, you have to have that pause or it fucks you up. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, because there are some ones that, that where the beat actually stops, yeah. doesn't it? There's no beat marker. It's the conga one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that really that really messed me up for a while. Yeah, and then then there was the boss that I didn't understand what the pun is until I actually stopped to think about it—the one where it's just a chessboard and you're fighting the chess pieces. I haven't seen that one. It's just a bunch of chess pieces. It's like the instruments. It's just you have to defeat all the chess. Well, you only have to defeat the king, I guess. Right. But you know all the chess pieces and they move in their chess patterns or whatever. Mm. And like if the pawns get to the bottom, they turn into queens and stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, I didn't realise what the pun on that was for a while, but it's called Deep Blues, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's no. a chess computer. <laughs> clever. It's clever, but it's like, it's the pun is in the wrong direction. You've made a music pun, but the boss is chess, rather than making a chess pun and making the boss music. <laughs> I guess. I don't quite know how you do it another way. No, exactly. I guess. It's, not quite, it's not quite as obvious. Deep Blues. All right. And that song's not even really interesting. <laughs> so I don't think it's bluesy enough for being deep blues. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. I think they should have, yeah, it should have been a lot slower, maybe. Mm. That would have made it more noticeable. 
but maybe that would have made that boss even more easier than it already is. Mm, maybe. Because <laughs> you just mash through all the, <laughs> all the one-hit chess pieces real fast. Don't even really worry about taking damage. So there's that. Well, you just make it more punishing. It's slow, but the uh, the effect of getting it wrong is pretty harsh. Yeah, you know? I mean, that would have made more sense, I guess. You don't want the blues. Hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And then obviously the most important thing to talk about because I had to steal my switch back off roll. I have to talk about Splatoon too. I, mean, Splatoon I don't know if we're actually going to talk about it that much. No, really? Because I sure if Robin played it, he'd be like, it's Splatoon. Because it is, clearly. It's just Splatoon. But but you didn't really play much of the original, right? No, exactly. so, so how do you feel about Splatoon? This is what I want to know. Like it's just <laughs> what, I don't know I don't know why you think it would be an interesting opinion, because it's just like it's fine. It's just a game where you run around and shoot stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, like I, I don't know. I, I was so positive on Splatoon when it came out. I was like, "Yes, yeah, Splatoon," and you're like, "It's fine." Well, so there you go. That's. The... <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, it's great, but I don't think that I don't think there's any particular part of my opinion that's going to be unusually different from right, anyone right. else. <laughs> oh no, it's just like I don't know. You're, you like in. I guess I'm interested because of your opinions on Overwatch, right? This yeah, universally yeah. acclaimed excellent, excellent game that you care nothing for. <laughs> I, I keep saying I don't care nothing for it. I just don't think I need another one of those type of games at this point. And I'm just playing Rocket League instead. It's like I, sure. If I was still playing Team Fortress 2, then maybe that would be a thing. But Rocket League took over that slot I guess. in my gaming schedules. <laughs> You're done with shooters. Well, not really, though, I guess. Well, maybe. Cause maybe. Because we did play Battlefield 1 that much. But that again, that was the computer we, problem. We are technologically limited. Yeah. Well, you are. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know, Splatoon on the Switch that solves that problem, <laughs> solves the technology problem, apart from having to learn how to motion control. So you've been trying that, yeah. What do you think? Like, uh, I don't really notice it that much. Mm. I mean, maybe that's just because I haven't got used to it. I've noticed how difficult or easy it is because right, I'm not so really using it. You're still just stick aiming rather than doing the fine adjustments. Yeah, the... and then like I forget that you have to aim up and down sometimes with the motion control. <laughs> Oh, they've they've kept that, have they? Yeah. Like, so it's not because, but yeah, it was like up and down is forced. Yeah, for up some and down reason. is only motion. Yeah, but you know, one if you're locked into a like basically a plane and you like forget after a while, you're just like, oh, my aim is fine vertically, and then very rarely do you really have to aim up and down unless you're specifically trying to. It's like on the stage. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, you can arc your shots, like, for longer distance. Sometimes. Sure. Yes. So, yeah, once I started remembering to use the sub-weapons, like the bombs, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah now yeah. I actually have to figure out aiming up to arc the bomb further. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the is the, is the sub-weapon system still the same in that it pulls from the same ink pool? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And that's my one main Cause complaint. Because that's, that's a bit of a bugger. Yeah, it's, it's tricky to manage that. Well, stuff. my one main complaint is not really that being a problem it's the why is the ammo indicator never on screen apart from when you don't have any ammo <laughs> that's the most useless thing in the entire world well it sort of always is because you, you know the tanks on your back well, yeah but that doesn't count you're never <laughs> looking at that 
You're looking at your reticule where there where should have been an ammo indicator. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, yeah. It, it could have been a subtle change. And the most annoying thing about it is it pops up when you run out of ammo and it says low ink warning. And it's like, A, you mean no ink, and B, that's not a warning. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you've run out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, and it's like that... The whole point of having the like you dip back into your ink to reload everything. I mean, it's a thing to learn where mm. you just learn to be, you just be like, I'll just stop for a second every now and then, and then you sort of manage that situation yourself. But like when you're using the roller, especially, you run out of ink and then you just immediately run into enemy paint because <laughs> that's what, that's how that weapon works. Well, you have to backtrack. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's the same with anything in that game. You always have to backtrack. Like to reload effectively. Well, yeah, but it's like with the roller where you're sp- where you're mostly not shooting at enemies. You're mostly trying to cover enemy paint. Mm. It in inher- the way the ammo mechanic works inherently leads to you running directly to your death because you're just you're running along casually and then you're like, oh shit, I've run directly into death <laughs> <laughs> or slow death, I guess. Depends where you are on the map. If there's also enemies there, then then, then it's death. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It's it's one of those things. The roller get got more interesting when they started introducing more variants of it. Yeah, which I'm assuming the the the, the, the Splatfest demo hasn't really no. had any or just the one basic kind of everything. Mm. Or not even everything. Just the one basic kind of four generic weapons. Oh, what, what four did they bring? The standard machine gun, the dual pistol thing, and the sniper rifle and the roller. Oh, okay. So the minigun and the bucket no, no, weren't there. No paintbrush or anything. Yeah. None of the fancy stuff. The bucket. But yeah. What were the dualies like? Did you use those? I only used them a little bit. And I mean, they're probably okay. I didn't remember what the control was for the dodge roll. And mm. apparently that's maybe the most important thing with the <laughs> dual, dual gun. That's the other problem I had, where it's like they had a bit of a tutorial when you first booted up, mm. where it like runs you through the basic controls. But that doesn't cover it very well, and also it doesn't cover any of the specifics for like the individual weapons. No, it doesn't. You have to figure those. And out. there's also no way to get back into that tutorial after you've launched it, launched the thing the first time, right? For this Splatfest demo version, I guess. So yeah, like the the the. I guess do you not have the firing? No, range? you don't have the firing range. Right, you yeah. can go into recon mode on the stages, which lets you just shoot. So you can still go in there to see what the guns are like and power up the specials and then fire them off into nothing. <laughs> In the in the nothing, yeah, in recon mode where you oh, just, right. where you're on the level. Oh, but, oh, so you actually are in the stage, yeah. that you're about to play. Yeah, yeah. So you can, oh, that's cool. that's so you can find out the level layout and yeah. stuff technically. But no. that's I was using yeah, it to nice. see what the guns were for. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, no, that's neat because they didn't have that in the original. I think yeah, they yeah, might have yeah, done yeah. at some point. Maybe, maybe it got added later. I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, if it, well, if it's there, I never used it. Yeah, exactly. I think I would have done. And that's the other problem with this game. Maybe is like a lot of the. I mean, they're trying to make a UI which is as unintrusive as possible and uses maybe as few words as possible, mm. but that doesn't okay. necessarily equate to being useful to people who don't know what everything is. I was having such fucking trouble with the respawn map, because I'd be like, I pop it up and it's like, okay, this is the map, and then obviously you can choose to shoot yourself to your teammates, because mm. that's a thing, and I was like, yeah, I know about that, and it's like, 
how exactly do you do that? What buttons do I have to push on this respawn screen to make that happen? <laughs> Isn't it like D-pad buttons or something? Like you bring up the map and then there's a button to hold to then well, jump to a... Yeah, there's like D-pad, like your... T- it's, it's a, basically, it's a really messy bit of UI where it's like, here's your teammate icons on the map and then there's the faces and then there's the D-pad directions you have to push or you can move a cursor onto them and select them that way. And, oh, right, so and the- sometimes the map shows enemies as well, so you have to remember what team colour you're on. Right, yeah, of course. Oh, but yeah, but they normally just appear as the little squid arrows. Right? Not they, always. They oh, really? I've definitely had them appear as just the regular arrows of oh. your, looks like your team. I think it's to do with, like, you know, the, oh, there's some special room. weapons that can spot enemies and stuff. Oh, got you. Yeah. The UAVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, there were, oh, wait, are UAVs at there? I don't think it's a UAV. Because there used to be one of them, um, uh, one of the specials used to be yeah. just like uh, you know you'd be able to see where all enemies on the map were yeah and uh, yeah which was quite powerful and then like i think because i was trying to do it with the cursor like selecting someone and highlight the highly highlighting them but i think because of the way it doesn't do it until you've spawned it's like it sort of makes a noise when you select someone and press a, push a button, but it doesn't really confirm to you that that's going to happen at any point. You right. just have to like click it, then wait on that screen, and then once the once you've actually spawned, then it happens. Oh, of course, yeah, no, no, yeah, I forget because it had the you could do it before you actually spawned. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The um, and also the the quirk with the original was that you actually had to make sure to hold them. Yeah, if you just tapped it, it didn't count. I think now um, if you only have to push the button once, but it's if you don't realize that you have to wait, you just cancel out of it. Because you, if you try and move as soon as you spawn, it just like cancels it. Right. You have to make sure that you've spawned and then you stand still, and then that actually triggers. Yeah, and then commit to it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like some elements of it. I feel like they should have improved in some ways. I don't think any of that necessarily sounds bad. I think they're trying to solve a problem of, I don't know, I've activated to boost away, but someone's now in my face. Can I fight back a little bit? And also, like, that boost jump mechanic just leads to your death a lot. I mean, the spawn jump mechanic. Uh, There's there's no protection to it. No. It's like you select your teammate and then they die and then you're falling directly into the thing and puts a fucking icon in the world where you're about to land. So the enemies are just pointing their guns directly at where you're going to land. It's just like that should have been a bit more like lenient, I think. No, I mean, the trick is just to, you know, use it to jump ahead a bit, but try not to jump into the middle of a fight. Yeah, but it's like it's hard to know if there is a fight. I know, I know. It's it's uh... (laughs) Or if there's going to be a fight. You can, some, you, can, you, can some, you can sometimes judge it by, oh, there's an, I can't see where the enemies are, but I can see an incoming paint blob yeah. towards the, the friendly. I probably don't want to jump to that guy. Let's jump to one guy back or something. And uh, I don't know, for the most part, I, I, for the most part, I don't have a problem with that mechanic. But then also there's benefit, there's actually value in not using it. Sure. Like, in like, because one of the, uh, but in the sort of early stages of the map, it's actually quite valuable to at least like be like some because people will spread paint everywhere, right? Yeah, but they won't be thorough. <laughs> yeah, but how thorough is necessary? That's the real question. I don't know. I I think there's real value in Splatoon in like filling in the gaps, especially around spawn and stuff like that, and just getting the odd little points here and there. Because ultimately, like get most games are fairly close. 
And it's like, and if you've been thorough in your back marker, you've got like you've got an advantage. Well, the main reason that I like do do be thorough at the start of the match. The main reason for spawning at the back is to make sure you know one's back capping you, basically. Well, there's that. Too. Yeah, because <laughs> that happens a fucking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the levels, I'm sure this is similar. In I think there was a either it's the same level or, or a very similar level in the original, but it's the one where it's just like the vertical map with like long downwards ramps. Oh yes, no, that, that just, just that, gets that, horribly back capped all the time. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, I think that's my least favourite map in all of the original. Um I did not get on with that level. It's like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that easy to back cap because it's an incredibly constrained path and it's just like at some point people should run into each other constantly. Or in theory, if you if sniping was easy in that game, which it isn't, sniping is actually really quite difficult yeah. in that game. Like like then someone should be just sniping people, right? <laughs> from from the other side of the tower. But well, I, I know I know the gun has drop off, but you know, there, there should be some protection against that stuff. Like if your team is playing as a team. And I think the other problem I had with the dual pistols when I tried them was like I don't think their special we- the special weapon that was attached to that version of them was the- very useful. I mean, I've seen I saw some video of people using it. And it seemed really effective, but it's not. It's basically just a missile launch. It's like Titanfall almost. You mm. basically toggle the missile launcher, and it brings up a reticle. And if the enemies are in that reticle, missiles go to them. Except apparently that can see through at the entire map. So the end, you just basically you just have to move back to get more of the map in your view of the reticle. Oh, and then if all the enemies are in there, interesting. And then they just fall from the sky. And then, yeah, the missiles just come from the sky. They're quite easy to avoid if you see them coming. Mm. Like you get first of all, you get a target marker on you when it's targeting you, and then mm. once the missiles are fired, like dots appear. So if you keep moving forwards, they're quite easy to evade. Sure. That's why I don't think that weapon's actually that useful. Imagine, it does spread paint a long way, like yeah, deep yeah, in the so back. I imagine it still does that. Uh, but then they can cover because they're right there. They, they can cover turn it. And cover it. Yeah. But then equally, like if you if if your team is bunched. Like, surely just more dots will appear. Well, and yeah, I that, guess. That would make it harder to avoid if everyone accidentally ran towards each other or, yeah. like, crossed over. <laughs> so, it could, so it could be combined with, like, say someone uses the... I don't know if the, this still exists, but someone uses the see-everyone power, so you can make a judgment call on, like, oh, no, no, these guys are still quite together. Let's well, fire the you, other one. You can sort of see everyone using that gun because <laughs> when you toggle it, it's like, oh, they're all right next to you. Oh, I know what you mean, but, yeah, yeah you have to toggle it to yeah, see that. Yeah, you're firing it at that point. Yeah. And I, I also, like completely failed to understand how to get the jetpack to go where I wanted it to. Oh, that's new as well. Yeah. yeah. It seems like I couldn't work out exactly how it works. Also because I think this was in the tutorial and I went through it and then I forgot. <laughs> and then I couldn't go back to look at it again. Mm. But it's like it seems like it's more like it operates on a fixed height. But then I think you can push the jump button to go up slightly or you mash it or something. And like I had all kinds because it follows the terrain at a sort of a fixed height, which is why it, oh, okay, it doesn't right. work very well on some like level geometry. Yeah, yeah. And you can fall into the water because the level geometry is like if you fly over the water, you're just like whoops, and then you just die. The jets don't work off water. Except I guess you don't die. That's the one thing I did discover when that happens. If you're on the jetpack when you fall in the water, you just lose the jetpack and go back to where you were. Because when oh, the jetpack yeah. runs out, it explodes and you fly back to where you started, which can be kind of helpful. Oh, interesting. You can use it to push into enemy terrain really deeply. Huh. I'm assuming you're quite vulnerable flying that thing, though. Well, people have quite hard, quite a hard time shooting upwards. So oh, yeah, that does that, kind of help. Yeah, that is one of the game's big <laughs> Thanks things. Thanks to the motion control. Yeah. Well, and just because and, and bullet because drop the is falls, yeah, bullet yeah. drop is really hard, right. is really of like severe in Splatoon. So it's like height has Makes an enormous sense. advantage. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I've had the higher ground. I've got the yeah. high ground. <laughs> it's going to make a prequel <laughs> meme. <laughs> it's going to happen. Splatoon prequel memes. So, yeah. And, you know, the Splatfest was pretty dumb. Yeah? What's it like now? Because I know they like... Well, I, who knows whether it will continue to be like this. Mm. The, the one-off set-up one. But I think it's pretty much the same as it was in the original. So, like, vote. Yeah. Vote have a team. And then team. Except it seems like... Uh, well, it, at first I had a suspicion when I was joining games and both teams were the same mm. <laughs> but it turns out my suspicion was correct that basically like more than 70% were on one side right yeah that does happen <laughs> so yeah it doesn't actually work that well when you're fighting teams of the same I don't think side. it really uh, counts that as a victory for your team when that occurs but... it, well no but it counts It gives it's the three point overall score system where it's like who got voted the most and then the two wins yeah two win points yeah and it's like if you're not playing to win then why are you still playing it's like it kind of kind of makes it doesn't makes it not feel as dramatically important where you're not not every game actually matters no but <laughs> so, the, orig- the original know. had that problem when the votes were skewed and there's not there's no real solution no. to it is the problem not but really. it's uh my, my my concern with Splatfests always was that if you, well, while a Splatfest was on, that was all you could do. Mm. Like like it, it it blocked off the other like if you wanted to play ranked, for instance, and have the other weird game modes. Mm. Like you couldn't do that while yeah, Splatfest was on. I don't know what they're going to do this time exactly. And like if they t- mentioned anything about, oh, I suppose we don't know, but we don't know. Like is the map, how's the map rotation thing going to work? Because well, it seems it's... seems like normally the two hour switch happened. Right. With two maps on the spot first. Okay, so they are still doing the rotation thing then. Yeah. Like, so everyone plays like two or three maps yeah. at any one time, and then every two hours, the three maps available to you swap. Presumably, that's going to be the same. Maybe the like, maybe I guess there aren't really more modes, but I expect they'll still be different between the modes. Yeah, I, 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 it, I mean, that's one of the weirder features, the whole rotation thing. Like, I, I bet me did wonder if they were just going to drop that and just go, low every map's in rotation at all times, you know, like other shooters. Um, I mean, that would be a better thing to do for the Splatfest. Make that the Splatfest thing. All maps doing Splatfest. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was bad, but it was a bit restrictive yeah. sometimes. And the same, because the same rules applied to ranked, right? In ranked mode, that would be like, here are the two. Yeah, game types that are open right now. I mean, at least theoretically, as for two two, there'll be slightly more other choices. Like you could go and do the co-op thing for a while, or I guess have a slightly different game experience. Yeah, I suppose you're right. The co-op thing does add an option. Yeah, as long as that's always available, which I presume it's going to be. One yeah, of it. um, because you know the problem with the single player is it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> now you're infused about yeah. something you can't play oh. unless you go back to the first game oh, unless I buy a Switch yep. oh, God. you definitely should come on that's going to be an, a good investment surely so now I bought the Switch back with me so you can continue to play Zelda for a week more at least Okay. so, so, so you're not uh you haven't decided to dip in then after your splat Well, I mean, it's still a week away, so there's still that much time. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, I've got the week. Okay, okay. I'll get it I'll get it finished this week. I don't think I'm travelling this week, so let's just gun it. You don't have that much more to do. So, Dan, how much more of Zelda did you play? I didn't play any more of anything. Oh. <laughs> so I'm well, in limbo. Have we got so, a week yeah. where we don't talk about Zelda? Holy crap. Yeah. 
Yeah, no Zelda this week. Woohoo! Disappointing. Podcast variety. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I kind of wanted to play Dirt Rally after you guys talking about Dirt 4. But then yeah. every time, it's been a bit of a stressful couple of weeks with work and stuff. And like every time I'm like, that that involves like concentrating for seven minute straight stretches pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if I could be bothered with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, it's like sometimes like the, the, the least, if you've had a stressful day to me, like the stress... <laughs> It's not real. It's not real stress, but like setting up the wheel yeah. is a, is a sort of oh, stress. yeah, 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 yeah. It's hassle it's... more than stress. Yeah, but but, well, I don't but know. just trying, concentrating, trying to it. attach it to the desk and then it not yeah. attaching to the desk and like because my one's got those little weird little feet on the bottom as well that don't always align properly and you're like, get get the bloody hell on there. Yeah, but like you can't pause for a second while you're. Well, I suppose you can, but you can't. Like you, it's full on for that whole stage, basically. You're going mm. as fast as you possibly can for the entire time, trying not to come off, and it can be pretty some, long. To some extent, it also has the element of like you want to, you almost want to commit to playing that game yeah. for some period of time, yeah. just because it's like I'm going to get better during get better. this time. Period. Yeah, yeah, and not be like, yeah, <laughs> like I'll, every I'll time have, I come back, it's to basically it. like a shakedown. Like I'll be shit yeah. in the first couple of stages, but then I'll start to get into it, and then I'll yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I, then, I normally go in and play like. Like the rally cross is actually really good for that in that game. Like I'll go in and I'll play like a rally cross stage to get the, the get back into driving weirdly. Yeah. Even though it's nothing like racing the rally stuff. Yeah. But then I'm always better at the rally stuff. Well, it's because like, of the like with the rally cross car. Well, the high highest tier rally cross cars, they're so ridiculously powerful. It does almost. It's like it compresses straights into like instead of a really long straight in a rally stage, it's like you can have a really short straight, but you're still having this insane acceleration deceleration. It's just like compressed yeah, yeah, yeah. into a small um, length. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking about playing more dirt for but again, same steering wheel situation and heat situation. Yeah. yeah Don't want to yeah, play yeah. it when it's too warm. The closeness. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've learned something today, even if that is just being close. I'm like weather. Yep. I'm close and regular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> right, uh, if we run out of podcast, yeah, I probably. think we might have done. Yeah, how are we doing on time? I, I don't know. I can't see. Turn around and look. Yeah, so much effort. I got comfortable, man. Have you got the full value, (laughs) listeners, for for, of a of a week of a podcast? Nearly. Well, well, good. As for we didn't manage to shave any time off by having no news. You know what? We've hit our our, the very original target time of the of the start of the first salad casts. We've hit that (laughs) that that two hour mark. Okay, we're just over the sweet two hour mark. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us for a slightly shorter well quite a lot shorter than average salad cast um i'm we're sure they're here been... for a long time we're here for a good time a good time and a uh time. we'll also <laughs> be here time. for a next time so it's... join us then is it close or is it close time <laughs> it's uh... time to close <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> pronunciation pronunciation <laughs> you know we've talked about this before <laughs> <laughs> But I heard someone legitimately say the word emphasis. 
<laughs> no. Impossible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ironically mean it. It's like that was just how they were saying it. Ooh, Vavil. Emphasis. Emphasis. So dumb. Okay. Okay. Catch you next time, listeners. Bye. Bye.